0: Father, may your word enrich us, challenge us, give us a divine perspective this morning. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen. Well, I think Christmas is a time for most of us when we tend to think about gifts and giving. But I find Christmas can be really, really frustrating and exciting at the same time. Uh, For those of us who have lived a little bit, the longer you live, the more frustrating it gets trying to buy presents for your wife or your husband. And uh, so I find in our household at the moment, Glennis will say to me, look, just go to Kurong and buy a book and give it to me, I'll wrap it up, but you've got to promise on Christmas morning that when you open it, you're really surprised and go, oh honey, it's the book I always wanted, how did you know? And so it can be really frustrating trying to work out what to, to buy for people, but there's an excitement too uh, when we get to Christmas morning. We especially see it with our kids, I guess, Christmas morning, and there's all these presents wrapped up and the excitement of unwrapping the gifts. And there, I think there are a couple of philosophies of unwrapping gifts. You've probably noticed them over the years. One is the very pedantic person, which is my wife, and so she will take off the, the tape very carefully You don't want to rip the paper. You might be able to rewrap something next year with that paper and send it on again. So she'll take off the tape and she'll take off the paper and fold it up neatly and nicely. And then there's someone like myself who you get the present and you just rip the paper off. You don't care. You just want to get to the present. You rip it off and you think, wow, that's a book I always wanted, honey. And so we approach the unwrapping of these gifts in a variety of different ways. Uh, I think for, for a lot of people, the the special people in, in our lives, it, it can be a struggle to find gifts. And, but most of the gifts I think you'll agree that we give to people are gifts that don't really last very long. And uh, I know for myself, my girls know that I love black jelly beans. And so one of them or both of them, one year I got two huge packets of black jelly beans, and so they'll, they'll buy those black jelly beans. But it doesn't take long, does it? Before the black jelly beans are gone and I think I'm the only one in the house that likes black jelly beans so you know it's it's safe you can leave them around the kids don't pinch them Glennis doesn't touch them also things that we buy you know we buy these toys and, and the kids unwrap the toys and and I've actually seen this with our girls when they were tiny and they they get their their present and they take the paper off and then they spend a half an hour playing with the paper because it was all crinkly, the the cellophane, and and it was sparkly, and the gift would be sitting over there. And so sometimes the unwrapping of the paper doesn't go in a way that that we really anticipate. But when we come to Christmas and we seek to focus beyond the gifts that we give each other, there is a unique gift that has been given to the world, and that's the gift that God gives, and it's an everlasting gift. That's the difference between the nature of the gifts that we give that Eventually fade, or we eat them, or the shirt wears off, and we, we throw it in the bin or whatever. But when we come to see God's gift, it's an eternal gift. Romans six twenty three says, "The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal or everlasting life through Jesus Christ." And God's gift is not just a gift that keeps on giving. You know, it's that gift that keeps on giving, but it includes everything that's valuable. So I think probably for us, as we look at our gifts, it might be some technology or some clothes or some food or whatever it might be, and those things are sort of temporary value. There's a temporary value in those gifts until they're gone. But God's gifts not only are everlasting, I should say God's gift because God only really gives us one gift and that's himself, and everything's wrapped up in God. It's, it's an everlasting gift that will be with us for all eternity And it's a gift of the highest value as well. Ephesians 1 3 says, Blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places. Every spiritual blessing. That means nothing that's of any value is left out. I think if you went to our small tree in our place out of Thornlands, you'll find a few things around the tree that have some value. But in the end, their value will just fade. But what God gives to us is everlasting, and the value is beyond valuing. There is no way to value what God has given to us. We can only compare it with things around us, but it, very, it falls very short. So this morning, we're going to look at, for a short time, the eternal nature of God's gift to us. It's a time of year when we think about giving gifts to family and loved ones and friends. But beyond that, it's really about Jesus. That's what Christmas is about. And God's gift is singular. It's one gift, but it has an infinite number of levels. And this morning I'd like us to, to think about this gift. This, this is, pretend for a moment, this is God's gift for the world and think that God's gift has an infinite number of levels. And so if we go to the first level, and we see that at the very first level in God's gift to the world is that God gives us the gift of his son. That's level one. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believes in him should not perish but have everlasting life. And Luke 2.11 says, Today in the city of David there has been born for you a saviour. And 2 Corinthians 9.15, Thanks be to God for his indescribable gift. That means that God's gift of Jesus goes beyond description. It's interesting if you've ever had a look at the different names that are given to God, Father, Son and Spirit in the Bible, They just seem to go on and on and on and it uses all of creation and all of the metaphors that Jesus is our rock, he's our strong tower, he's our saviour, he's our lover. All of those things and many, many more, all of the words of creation and all the things that are in creation reflect something of the very nature of God and is that, that the Father has given us a gift that is eternal, indescribable. Beyond description, Jesus is called our salvation. Ephesians 2, 8 and 9 says, For by the grace of God you have been saved through faith. And that is not of yourself, it is the gift of God. So when God gives us salvation, it's not something that's floating out there, it's in Jesus Christ. He is the gift that's being given to the world, the gift that is indescribable, that will last forever and is beyond any value that anyone can put on that particular gift. But then as we move along, we discover that even though everything is wrapped up in the Father and everything is revealed in the Son, everything is distributed in the Holy Spirit. And so the Father gives the gift of the Son, but the Son gives the gift of the Spirit. So as we we come to Jesus and we unwrap Jesus, as it were, we discover that within within Jesus is the gift of the Spirit of God. It's level two of God's gift to us. Acts 2.33. Therefore, having been highly exalted to the right hand of God and having received from the Father the promise of the Holy Spirit, he has poured out this which you both see and hear. John 14, 16 to 17. I will ask the Father and he will give you another helper that he may be with you forever. That is the spirit of truth whom the world cannot receive because it does not see him or know him. And so we see the Father gives Jesus for the world, for salvation to the world. He gives Jesus to us forever. And Jesus gives the spirit to be with us forever. And Jesus emphasises this level in John 4.10 when he talks to the woman at the well. He was a woman of Samaria, came to the well seeking to have her physical thirst satisfied. Probably Australia, we can, we can relate to that. We're a fairly dry country, aren't we? And, and where she lived was a very, very dry country. If you knew the gift of God... And who it is that says to you, give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. And so Jesus uses the the metaphor of water to talk about eternal things. The gift that Jesus gives is the Holy Spirit. And it's really interesting as you look at the word of God, it's the only gift that God gives is himself to his people. Because wrapped up in the Father, the Son, and the Spirit is everything that is of any value in all of creation. It's not merely a gift that's given to us, like a shirt that you can put on, but it's a gift that's given to live within us forever. The Holy Spirit comes to live within us. And I read one theologian who said, we were not created to be something, We were created to contain someone. We were created to be a vessel that contains God's life within us. We were not called to be something special. And isn't that the message of the world? You deserve more. You can achieve great things. You can become whatever you want to become just for yourself. But that's not the message of the Bible. The message of the Bible is that we humble ourselves, we deny ourselves that we might become what God wants us to be and that is a container for the very, very life of God that will go on forever. 2 Timothy 1.14 says, guard through the Holy Spirit who dwells within you the treasure which has been entrusted to you. Do you know you've been entrusted with a treasure? That treasure is the life of God that lives within you if you believe in Jesus Christ as your Saviour and Lord. How powerful is that? God gives himself to people to live within us, to have intimate fellowship, intimate fellowship with us forever. And I was talking to Claire the other day and uh, we are just talking about living forever. And I said to her, have you ever reached a point in your thinking when you start to think about the fact that you're never going to cease to exist in the best possible situation with love and joy and peace? And she said, yeah, Dad, I start to go down that track and then my mind basically just sort of explodes with, I can't understand this, it's bigger, it's more magnificent than anyone could ever imagine that we're going to never cease to exist in the very presence of God where there's peace and joy and there's no more tears and no more suffering. Wow, it sounds good, doesn't it? Sounds like you want to say, I'm ready. Take me, Lord. I'm ready to go. God has given us a treasure in these earthen vessels, in these vessels of clay created from the ground. God's given us a treasure. It's a gift of such value that we can't even value it. It's beyond estimation. But then as we go along, we discover not only does the Father give the gift of the Son and the Son gives the gifts of the Spirit, but the Holy Spirit's role is to then begin to unwrap all of the things that are part of God's kingdom. So the Spirit begins to say, oh, there's another level that you haven't reached yet. There's, a, there's love that you haven't received or joy and peace along suffering. And then as you go along, you discover, oh, hang on a moment. There's another level. And so we find deeper within God, oh, that's it. That's the last level, baby Yoda. The last level. But with God, there's no last level. It's an infinite unwrapping of all of the amazing things in God. The Father gives us the gift of the Son, the Son gives us the gift of the Spirit. Then we find the fruit of the Spirit begin to be revealed or unwrapped as gifts in our life. Galatians 5:22, the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, and peace. And that's the Spirit's role to begin to unwrap in our life all of the things of the kingdom. What is it <coughs> Pardon me that we need this morning Well, it will be different for each one of us. Sometimes we need a touch of encouragement, don't we? It's easy to get discouraged. The borders are starting to close down again and all sorts of things are happening around the world and we go through difficult times. And so we can become discouraged. We may need a word of encouragement this morning. We may need a touch of healing from the spirit of God. We, We may need a deeper understanding of the love of God this morning a healing of a broken relationship in our life. How easy our relationships are broken and we need the Spirit of God to heal that. And there are some things in life that we think we can do. You know, we can cut the grass or we can do a few bits and pieces in life. But ultimately, without God's Spirit, we can do nothing. And Paul came to that realisation, a Pharisee of Pharisees, the most educated man or one of them of his time, who said, I can do pardon me, I can do nothing without Christ. But with Christ, all things are possible. And so we, it's a strange paradox. We can do absolutely nothing, but with Christ, all things are possible. And God can use us for so many wonderful, amazing things. I think children would like every day to be Christmas. Maybe growing up, I would have liked every day to be Christmas. Every morning you wake up and you come out to the lounge room and under the tree are all these gifts you haven't unwrapped and today is Christmas and tomorrow is Christmas. Well, in the kingdom of God, it is a reality. Every day is Christmas because throughout all eternity, the spirit of God will be unwrapping more of the love and the joy and the peace and all of the gifts and blessings of God and of his kingdom because God is infinite and we are so finite. We're a tiny little container, and if you could think of it this way, you take a cup and you go down to the sea and you dip dip that little cup in the sea and you think, wow, I've got the sea in that cup. But then you look out there and you say, well, yeah, maybe I haven't. I've got a small portion of something that just seems infinite, the sea that's out there. And in reality, God is infinite. His love knows no bounds. Someone once said to me, you know, I think I'm going to be bored in heaven. I think, you know, just every, every day you've got to worship God, you've got to hang out with angels and, you know, you've got to do all that sort of stuff. It's just, it's just going to be boring. And I said to the comment, I said to them was, his mercies are new every morning. There are undiscoverable things about God that we will discover in, in eternity. Every day there will be something new and fresh. In the presence of God, it will not be. It will be anything but boring because God will unwrap something deeper and richer in our relationship with him and the purpose and plan that he has for our life. John 4.14, whoever drinks of the water, and this is Jesus talking to the woman at the well, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him shall never thirst. They're saying that our satisfaction will always be fulfilled. We will always be every day satisfied with Jesus because he will be enough and the Spirit and the Father. But the water that I shall give him shall be in him a well of water springing up into everlasting life. So instead of going to a spring to have a drink of physical water, we will actually be the well that carries the everlasting water It's within us that will spring up to everlasting life. Every day we will be spiritually satisfied by the water of life. There are two groups of people that I just want to round off this message by focusing on, and they fail to have unwrapped the gift of God. I can't imagine any child getting up Christmas morning, getting up, going out to the tree, looking at the gifts that are wrapped up there and saying, oh, I don't want those. No, I'm not interested. Anybody here ever said no? I don't think there's too many. I think we'd all say, wow, which one's my gift? Can I, un- can I unwrap mine first? Who's going to go first this year? The first group, those who do not believe. Those who do not believe. And out of their ignorance, they don't unwrap the gift that God has given to the world. Wow, it's amazing, isn't it? You think about Christmas time in Jerusalem. Go back 2,000 years and shepherds in the fields and we sang about them today and, and they, uh, they had an appearance by an angel who said, look, in, in Bethlehem, there's a tiny babe being born who is the saviour of the world. Wow. Wow. But most of the people of that time rejected him. Jesus said, I came to my own and they rejected me. And most of the world turns away from the greatest gift that's ever been given to the world. The woman at the well, Jesus said, If you only knew. How we need to pray for our loved ones, our family, our friends, our community. That the blinders would be taken off their eyes so that they will actually know. they will actually know the gift that God has given. Acts 2:38, Peter said, "Repent and you will receive the gift of the Holy Spirit, for the promises to you and to your children and to all who are afar off. So the gift that God's given to the world is for that generation, for all generations for all people, a gift that's there. But most people don't see it. We we live with blinders. Satan has blinded the eyes and the minds of people in this world and we need to pray and to pray that God's power would remove the blindness off their eyes that they would begin to see, to know that there is no greater gift than the gift of God in Father, Son and Spirit for the world. But then not only those who don't believe but Some of us who do believe neglect, neglect to unwrap the gifts of God. In fact, Paul said in 1 Timothy 4.14, do not neglect the gift that is in you. And Paul's encouraging a young Timothy and saying, there's such a treasure in you, Timothy, such a gift in you, don't neglect that gift. Don't leave it under the tree and never unwrap the gift that's there. Unwrap it and experience that gift. Allow it to change your life. Luke 2:15 uh, to 20. And the shepherds said to one another, this after the angels appeared, let us go to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has told us about. And so they hurried off and they found Mary and Joseph and the baby who was lying in a manger. When they had seen him, they spread the word concerning what had been told them about this child and all who heard it were amazed at what the shepherds said to them and the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen and when we see the nature of the uh, the shepherds response it's so enlightening here shepherds out in the fields just doing their job probably maybe sitting around a fire and you can imagine outback Australia with a, you know, a barbie there or something and a can, a, a tea, a pot of tea. The sense of the importance of the occasion. They immediately said, let's go. Now, these guys had responsibilities and it reminded me of when Jesus called the disciples it said, they left their nets, they left their boats and they just followed Jesus. Was their nets and boats unimportant? No. But Jesus was the highest priority. Were the shepherds' sheep and cattle and goats or whatever other things they were looking after? Were they unimportant? No, they were very important. But Jesus was the highest priority. The sense of the importance, but not only that, the sense of the urgent. You know, they talk in business now about the urgent and the important. They immediately said, it immediately says of them, they hurried. They were gripped by a need not only to go but to go now. The scripture says, now is the day of salvation. Don't put it off to tomorrow. We don't know if we'll be alive tomorrow. Today is the day of salvation. You hear the message, we respond to the message. The shepherds heard, they sense the importance, they sense the urgency of it. And we see an incredible result flowing out of that. Three things that happened. it says they found the baby. How good's that? You head out on a journey to find a baby. Amongst all the babies, and you find the baby. Seek and you will find. Seek and you will find. God will guide us as we seek to unwrap that gift of eternal life. But then it says they went out to spread the word. They didn't just experience that themselves. They began to tell all their family, friends, and neighbours about this baby. Did you know that the Saviour's been born in Bethlehem, and you too can go and worship. So he spread the word. And then finally it says they returned glorifying God and praising him. Their lives were transformed because they dared to unwrap the gift. So this Christmas I want to bring a word of encouragement to you. Don't leave the gifts unwrapped under the tree. Unwrap the gifts that God's given to you. Whether through ignorance or neglect we can lose out on having the eternal, indescribable gift of God, Father, Son, and Spirit. All the things that he has for us, not only in eternity, but now we can have those things now, joy and peace and love, even in the midst of all the difficulties. Yeah, one day all the difficulties will be gone and we'll just have love and joy and peace and all those things, but we can begin to partake of the kingdom now. I encourage you in God's kingdom Begin this Christmas season to unwrap all the amazing things that God has for you by his spirit. Let's pray. Loving Father, there are just no words to express the amazing gift that you've given of yourself. And sometimes we can just sit in silence before you. And we just look at the gift of Jesus, the gift of your spirit, the promise that is set before us that we will be with you throughout all eternity in a kingdom so rich with love and joy and peace and all those things that are just so valuable beyond estimating. All we can do like that one leper is to come back to fall down and say thank you. Thank you, God, for the gift of yourself for the world. Just pray you would help us in the Christmas season and more beyond the Christmas season. Let it be a part of our life from this day forward to unwrap the amazing gifts that you've given for us. And, Lord, we just want to acknowledge you this Christmas season. You are indeed, and I know it's a bit cliche, but you are the reason for the season. Your gift of yourself is beyond comparison. There's no other gift that can even be compared to it. And we're just so thankful that you've given that to each and every one of us. In the precious name of Jesus. Amen.